The Michigan Wolverines are the undefeated champions of college football. So now what? And what will Jim Harbaugh do? Well, we may actually have a clue. He may have left us a clue on Monday night. We have an answer. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown college terms and conditions apply. So we will discuss Jim Harbaugh's next move. Plus we have some other roster moves on other football teams in the big 10. And we're well into hoop season here in the Big Ten. We've got our weekly power rankings. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. And that way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Well, will Jim Harbaugh stay at Michigan and enjoy the empire that he has built? Or will he seek a Super Bowl championship and make a return back to the NFL? We'll discuss. A lot of people have been discussing that late Monday night. Long after many of you probably turned your TVs off after the championship game, Harbaugh may have offered a clue to his future plans. But first, some context here. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines, of course, dominated the entire football season. They only trailed for a few minutes in the second half of any game in the, in the Alabama game of the Rose Bowl, just dominating the rest of the way. Uh, easy, easy breezy, 15-0 and national championship. And, of course, we all know that before Harbaugh came to Michigan, he left the NFLs with the 49ers, but came to his alma mater to have the goal of at least restoring the former glory of the Michigan football program. And it was a bumpy ride here and there. It was a bumpy ride this year. But you know what? Check the box. Mission accomplished. Michigan is a national champion. Look, it took nine years. And after four to five years, a lot of people out there wanted Jim Har Harbaugh fired. They wanted to say goodbye to him. You know how impatient fans and alumni and boosters can get. And they're kind of picky about that Ohio State game. And at the time, Harbaugh was 0-5 against Ohio State. And back then, he even had some flirtations with the NFL as well. And were people getting tired of it? Yes, no. There was a lot going on with Jim Harbaugh. He was winning a lot of games. Some would argue he, he didn't win all the right ones at the time. Look, in light of this day and age where coaches only get three or four seasons to prove themselves as a head coach, you know, and that's a luxury, by the way, there's something to be said about the patience that Michigan exhibited throughout all of this regarding their very own Michigan man in Jim Harbaugh. Uh, let's face it. If the school had parted, Jim, uh, parted ways with Jim Harbaugh four years ago, um, because of the Ohio state losses and whatnot, if, if, if they, if they separated four years ago, the last three years we just had wouldn't have happened, would never have happened. Another coaching change a few years ago, more roster shakeups. It would have taken place at a time when nil and the transfer portal were just taking shape. 
would have been disastrous for Michigan. And let's not forget, by the way, we were all navigating through a pandemic at the time. You needed stability, and Michigan had it. They kept it. If Michigan had made a change back then, uh, there would not have been three straight wins against Ohio State. There would not have been three straight Big Ten championships. There would not have been three straight appearances in a college football playoff, and there would not have been the undefeated national championship that they had this year. All of it, none of it would have happened. So what now? Harbaugh has done what he has set out to do. That was his goal. Come to Michigan, restore him to national prominence, win a championship. That was the best case scenario. Well, guess what? He just came through with all of it. And now that it's done, he's 60 years old. And let's not forget, he has always said it multiple times. He's always wanted to win a Super Bowl. He came close with the 49ers when he lost to his brother, in uh, who was obviously with the Ravens. And it was nice to see him on the sideline there with Jim during the national championship. You know, side story there. John Harbaugh up in Baltimore had a little uh, plane trouble and uh, getting a plane down to Texas with uh, some bad weather. Finally made it there after the game had started and uh, came up and said, Hello, let him know he was there on the sideline. Cool moment. But he lost to that brother and the Ravens in the Harbaugh Super Bowl back in the day. So he came close as far as Jim Harbaugh's goal, goal of winning a, a Super Bowl. But um, there are other things to think about here because, you know, now if there's, if there's a time to jump back into the NFL, it's now. He's got the championship at Michigan. The career goal's checked off. He's 60 years old. There appears to be some mutual interest from at least one or two of the NFL teams. Now, also, Harbaugh has not signed the massive nine-figure contract extension that's sitting on his desk from Michigan in Ann Arbor. So it seems like he was biding him, himself some time and getting to the end of this football season, and now he can sit back and decide what he wants to do. Look, he was asked about his future plans at a post-championship press conference on Monday night, and he dodged the question. He's been getting it a lot here and there, but he dodged it by saying, hey, can a guy have a day to enjoy this? Just want a championship. Why does everything have to be about the next thing? Why, you know, why now? What's the urgency? So that was his response at the time. And it was interesting because uh, Scott Van Pelt at ESP ESPN was on the air broadcasting all this and he was going to have Jim Harbaugh coming up much later in the night. If he didn't stay up for it, and he did, he joined him. Thing is SVP had to ask him the same question, even though he had already answered it. Um, it was just part of the job. So later that night, Scott Van Pelt asked him the question in a bit of a different way. He said, uh, he asked Harbaugh, he says, have you at least had time uh, to think about a timeline? Do you have a timeline in which you will, sit down and decide what you want to do and figure this stuff out. And then just sat back and waited for the answer. He's either going to get blasted by Harbaugh or get an answer. He got an answer. First of all, it was kind of a tongue in cheek answer. Harbaugh said that his next deadline would be one o'clock the next day. That was the checkout time at the hotel in Houston. But what he said after that was really, really interesting. He said um, it's been such a long season and getting to the playoffs and the championship that he was going to have to move spring football back. Spring football practice starts on Valentine's Day, February 14th, as Jim Harbaugh says, because he loves football so much. He says, I think I'll push it back a month into March. Besides, the weather is a little bit better in Michigan in March. Um, what's interesting about that is Harbaugh put himself 
in his mind and in our mind at Michigan in the spring. Does that mean he's staying? Does that mean in his mind that he thinks he's staying in an Arbor and will be the head coach? Because if something's going to happen with the NFL, it's going to happen in the next few days. It's just the timeline of the NFL, maybe a week or so a week or two most within two weeks. He's going to know, is it going to be a head coach at Michigan? Or is it going to be like the new head coach of the chargers or the Raiders? There's a lot of interest from multiple teams. And I think if those teams come after him hard, still think he might go for it. But nevertheless, that one comment, Jim Harbaugh talking as if he will remain the head coach at Michigan in the spring. Think about it, whatever you want. Maybe he's just throwing it out there to calm down the questions for a minute. Give us something to think about for a minute so he can at least get a moment's peace. Uh, I I think that's what's really going on here. I think he's still very much going to consider anything that comes his way. But also, don't forget, Michigan fans, you know, we've been here before many times. And I'll just go back in the calendar just the last year when it looked like he was going to take the Minnesota Vikings job. And as it turned out, after interviewing, he didn't get the job. Vikings went in another direction. It was inconceivable to some. I think it was inconceivable to Harbaugh. And that's when he came back and says, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay at Michigan, you know, for now. But that could happen here. There are a lot of good candidates for these jobs being mentioned and talked about, particularly with the Chargers. That's an attractive job. They have a star quarterback. It's a nice place to live. Um, There are going to be a lot of coaches interested in that job, and I think the feeling will be mutual, and the team will do its due diligence. It already announced uh, half a dozen candidates is going to interview for uh, that job anyway, and Harbaugh's name wasn't on it yet. so. He might, he might interview and not get the job and have to return back to Michigan. Or he may decide he wants to go, or he may decide he wants to stay at Michigan. All these things are possible right now. So we've been here, done that before. I'd love to hear what you think. You can always hit me up on Twitter or X at TalkBig10, number 10. Our website, TalkBig10Number10.com, or on YouTube as well. Uh, we are going to take a look at some other roster moves going on at some other Big Ten teams. Not necessarily breaking news. We've just spent so much time focused on the national championship in Michigan and Washington that some of the schools in the Big Ten have been making some moves on the rosters. I thought we'd take a moment to take a breath and get caught up a little bit. A lot of stuff going on at Ohio State, by the way. So we'll check in on that, take a look at some hoops, and we'll have our power rankings that we have each and every week. All that coming up in just a minute right here on Lockdown Big Ten. But first, while it is a brand new year, you know, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Coaches are doing the same thing with their rosters. Who's the player I can get in here to take us to the next level in 2024, right? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success depends on the team you surround yourself with. It's very important. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the jobs tools that it has to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I've been in a position to have to hire people before. It's time consuming. It is stressful. Uh, there's a lot going on. And LinkedIn Jobs can help you simplify the whole process. It's not. It's, it's more than just a job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So uh, so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a 
qualified candidate within 24 hours of using LinkedIn jobs. How about that? That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and they might not have the time or the resources to hire. So thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, it is quick, and it is easy. LinkedIn jobs. I want to thank each and every one of you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen each and every day. You everydayers out there make this go. We need more everydayers. If you, even if you're a casual person, join us every day. Tell your friends about us. And meanwhile, all of you, if you haven't yet, please uh, feel free to subscribe here on YouTube. And uh, that helps us out, get you in our uh, little Big Ten family here. Uh, you can share, follow, and like Locked On Big Ten, your team, every day. All right, let's get caught up with some things that are going on, some Big Ten football roster moves that have taken place while we're focused on this national championship. Let's start with Michigan's arch rival, Ohio State, because Ryan Day has been very, very busy in Columbus over the last week or so. Uh, what do you all think about the new quarterback? Uh, a couple of days ago, um, you know, it, well, first of all, it looked hopeless coming off of the bowl game. Well, no, Kyle McCord is gone as well. And they have five-star recruit Aaron Nolan coming in, but how long is it really going to take him to get up and running? Rarely do true freshmen just step in and lead a Big Ten team. They needed a gap quarterback and quick, and they got it. And Kansas State transfer Will Howard, and he'll have one year of eligibility left, so that'll be a perfect gap to get Aaron Nolan ready if that's the plan. And Ryan Day must have put on the recruiting charm to get him, maybe a little nil money as well, because he had previously already announced he was transferring to Southern Cal. And then all of a sudden, he announces he's coming to Ohio State. Crazy out there. It's crazy, all that stuff that's going on. Urban Meyer compares him to JT Barrett and says he's a very, very tough quarterback. I'm a little bit skeptical in the fact that he only completes about 60% of his passes. I don't think he's the best passer. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the world. He's tough. He does have some experience. He's big. He's like 240 pounds, so he can run. Plus, speaking of the running game, the Buckeyes have added Ole Miss running back, uh, Quinshawn Judkins. And it seems to me that Ryan Day is kind of throttling back on the speed and the finesse and now kind of getting down dirty a little bit, working on a little bit more size, a little bit more muscle, taking the fight to Michigan where Michigan's at in the line of scrimmage. That's what I think. That's what I'm seeing right here. What do you think about that? By the way, speaking of the line of scrimmage, Right after the Rose Bowl, Alabama center Seth McLaughlin, he entered the transfer portal and almost immediately was snapped up by Ohio State. So, And by the way, Ohio State did need some help on the offensive line. The problem, though, is McLaughlin kind of contributed to Alabama's loss to Michigan in the Rose Bowl. He had at least five bad shotgun snaps out there to Jalen Milrow. And in particular, even on that last play, kind of got Milrow off balance and he missed a beat. Michigan stuffed him game over. So anyway, he's a Buckeye now. Going to be uh, doing the shotgun there. We'll see how that works out. Speaking of offensive linemen, you notice that Wisconsin offensive linemen are leaving the other Big Ten schools. Why is that? Do they not fit in Luke Fickle's new air raid attack that is now a year delayed? 
Were they too run-oriented for the coach's style? Former five-star Badger lineman Nolan Rucci is announcing he's going to Penn State. In fact, it was just two days after he entered the portal, and he and Penn State wasted no time. You know, this is when these big linemen get into the portal. They find homes real fast. It's hard to find a bunch of good offensive linemen. Rucci's father, Tom Rucci, played at Happy Valley, and that was in the 1990s, and almost won over the younger Rucci in the recruiting battle out of high school. He decided to go to Wisconsin instead. But now he's coming back, going to maybe where he thought he could have, would have, should have gone in the first place back at Penn State like his old man. By the way, he caught uh, one tackle-eligible touchdown reception this year in the Illinois game. So he's got some talent there. We also reported a couple of weeks ago another offensive lineman, 6'7", 318-pound Trey Wedding, transferring from Wisconsin to Indiana to play for new coach Kurt Signetti. So a lot of linemen. Wisconsin's known for linemen and power running game. Well, a couple of linemen are moving on and moving on to other Big Ten schools that, that will appreciate their ability. All right, there are a couple of Big Ten games on the slate Wednesday. If you're catching this podcast, the day it comes out on Wednesday. In uh, men's basketball, we have 11 and 3 Northwestern. Boo Booey coming off a double double at 8 and 7 Penn State. That's at 6 30 on the Big Ten Network. First game of the doubleheader. Their second game Wednesday's number 15 Wisconsin. They are 11 and 3. They're at 12 and 3 Ohio State. That is the 8 30 game Eastern Time on the Big Ten Network. And uh, a couple women's games in action tonight. 10 and 4 Penn State is at number 14, 3 and 1 Indiana. That's at 7 p.m at uh, Simon Scott Assembly Hall and six and nine Northwestern is at eight and six Wisconsin at 730. And then finally, third rank Iowa and Caitlin Clark taking their 15 and one record to nine and five Purdue. All right. Side note there. I don't know if you noticed uh, over the weekend, you know, Fox does a primetime Saturday night basketball game, usually men. But this Saturday, they're going to show Caitlin Clark and Iowa in primetime at 14th Rank Indiana. That game's going to be on national TV, 730. Going to be going head-to-head with an NFL playoff game with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. And uh, that game's on Peacock, of course. So maybe they're trying to do a little counter-programming as well. Speaking of lineups and programming, have you caught uh, the new Locked On Network channel uh, 24-7 sports streaming channel called Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today. It's there. It covers all the latest news of the day, but it's a constant rotation of all of our shows on Locked On all in one place. Uh, so if you don't catch us here, catch us there. Locked On Sports Today and subscribe. Feel free to check that out as well. Um, all right. So we've taken a look at some roster moves going on from the transfer portal in football. Here in the middle of the week, we'd like to take a look at the men's a basketball power rankings, not the standings, but the power rankings as I see them. Share it with you. We'll have some comments on all of that. It is all coming up in just one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. The NFL regular season is over. Playoffs now. And it's not too late for you to jump on with FanDuel. FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Still plenty of time to jump in. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. 
And there are many different ways to bet, like they have uh, live same-game parlays. That's cool. There's a, a new uh, Explore tab. You can find different kinds of bets all over the place. It's very organized on the app. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. they got a special section just for parlay bets, put multiple games together. It's awesome. And you can find that there and more. Uh, one note for me to you that I like to give this time of year, go if you, if you like over-unders, game totals, which I do, take the unders on a lot of these playoff games. Defenses are better, more intense. Points are at a premium. Take the under of the Dolphins and Chiefs game. I mean, the Chiefs have had a lot of games where they haven't scored 20 points. This is in nine-degree weather on Saturday night against a team from Florida. They're not going to score a lot. Take the under of that one. Just my tip to you, right? Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, it is time for us to check out now our power rankings here for men's basketball. I'm going to put it up on the screen in case you're listening on audio only. We'll try and describe it as best as we can for you. And uh, I'm just going to put up the first 10 full screen here. We are going to keep the Purdue Boilermakers at number one. They are on a roll. And you know what? They had that game last Friday night against Illinois. They, it was a tough game. They beat them 83 to 78. Illinois, of course, uh, ranked at the time as well. And they did a great job on Zach Eady, held him to 10 points. And that's when Trey Coffin Wren steps up out of nowhere and scores 23 to help him out. So Purdue, you, you stop them in one area, they just attack you in another. So Purdue remains at number one. Got Wisconsin at number two still. Uh, they are ranked and doing well. They beat Nebraska on Saturday. I've got Northwestern up to number three. They're kind of a wild card here in the mix. They've had an up and down season. They did beat Michigan State. Boo Booey with a double double. And they beat Michigan State 88 to 74 fairly handily there. Dropping Illinois just one to number four after their loss to Purdue. Nothing to be ashamed of. Still there in the top four of the Big Ten, the way I see it. Nebraska. They got, a, they got a shooter there that just ranged the three. The kid from Japan is amazing. At least he was against my alma mater, Indiana. They're at number five. Speaking of Indiana, I've got the Hoosiers at number six. They had that bounce-back loss from Nebraska, and then they beat Ohio State at Assembly Hall over the weekend. And there's Ohio State right below them at number seven following that loss to IU. Uh, mentioned the Michigan State loss to Northwestern that snapped a five game lose uh, winning streak, winning streak. You know, they had started off with a tough time. Tom Izzo and company lost to a lot of ranked teams started starting to put it together. And East Lansing with five straight wins. But now that one, uh, that streak is broken after losing to Northwestern Minnesota at number nine, they beat Maryland in a squeaker 65, 62 got the Iowa Hawkeyes moving out of the basement of our rankings at number 10. They got their first big 10 win against Rutgers on Saturday. So let's take a look at the best of the rest, as I like to say. Got the Maryland Terps sitting at number 11 after that three-point loss to Minnesota. So there's just a few notches below Minnesota, by the way. Penn State, uh, you know what? These last last couple, uh, Penn State did beat Michigan. So I got Penn State ahead of Michigan right here. And in fact, that score was 79 to 73. And then bringing up the bottom, I got I got Rutgers now. I I had Iowa at the bottom, 
But now Rutgers has taken that place, particularly since they lost to Iowa. So there is a look at our power rankings in the Big Ten. Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Illinois, and Nebraska, the top five. Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan State, Minnesota, and Iowa rounding out the top ten. And Maryland, Penn State, Michigan, and Rutgers rounding out the rest of the list. We do these power rankings Every single Wednesday, middle of the week, we did them with football season. Now we're moving on to basketball season. At some point, I'm going to have to put a ladies ranking on there for the Big Ten as well. Be glad to do that um, at some point in the future. All right, so that's the rankings. Uh, A lot of interesting thoughts on Jim Harbaugh and where he may go. We may hear something any day now, maybe a couple weeks. Who knows? We'll hear some rumors about some interviews. Always love your opinion on that as well. And uh, anytime we get any more transfer portal news on any players around any football teams, we'll go ahead and get that out to you. And then we always like to close. If you're new to us, we always like to kind of close things out at the end with a fun little segment. You know, like I said, we do the power rankings on Wednesday. Mondays, we always do our Big Ten top 10. Basically, that's just top 10 observations that I see over the weekend. Slam dunks, touchdown passes, highlights, that kind of stuff. great performances, team or individual. We always put that together on Mondays. On Tuesdays, we do Tuesday tweets. I'm on Twitter, as I mentioned, at Talk Big Ten. I find something there. I always retweet it out, maybe put a comment on, but I kind of collect the best of the best, and we always put it on a feature here at the end of the program. Wednesdays, the power rankings. Thursdays, we like to take a look ahead to um, the Big Ten Network and what they have. The Big Ten Classics is what we call it because in the offseason, they just run, they run the classic. Actually, they do it all year round, but they uh, intersperse classic games from years past in with current live broadcast as well. Always like to put that out there. We are not affiliated with the Big Ten Network. We just are a fan, and that's what we talk about, so we put it out there. And then on Friday, we'll always close it out with picks. Pigskin picks, basketball picks, always predicting stuff, looking at uh, point spreads and all that. It's always a lot of fun. So that's what we do each and every week. Been doing it here on this channel since June, late June, you know, when we took, if you're new, we took over this channel in June. We had 1,200 subscribers. We're about to hit 6,000. So that's pretty good. That's a lot of growth. Thank you to you guys. And if you haven't yet, feel free to subscribe. In fact, there's many ways for you to reach out to me. Uh, you can interact again at Twitter, at X, at TalkBig10, number 10, here on YouTube with comments as well, and our website, TalkBig10Number10.com. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you get the latest episode of Locked On Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Our audio-only versions of the podcast are usually out as early as 4 in the morning each weekday. The video comes out about 6 in the morning. Some of you like to play the video and just listen or watch, whatever. Those are the times it's out, and if you subscribe, you, you can set a notification that they're out uh, as soon as you want them each and every morning. So that's uh, a fun feature there. And as I mentioned earlier, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. That includes me and this show, Locked On Big Ten. It airs on there too. Constant uh, roll of uh, show after show from the Lockdown Network. So go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe there. After you subscribe here, you'll be good to go. 
and would be uh, very appreciative of that as well. Well, that will do it. Thank you for this visit. It is fun. It's fun to speculate now moving forward here in the offseason of the football season. It's hard to believe it's the football offseason and right in the middle of basketball season. We got you covered on all of it right here on Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman.